welcome everyone to True Life Podcast with your host Mike and Allen. We will be discussing true life events as well as those relating to relationships, parenting, and the oh so mysterious bedroom questions. Don't forget to follow True Life Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Go ahead and send us a DM or post a comment with any topic or questions you would like for us to discuss. You can find us on any of your favorite podcast apps and make sure to tune in on Wednesdays for upcoming new episodes and hope you enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Mike and Alan. Welcome back on a hump day. <laughs> happy hump day. Well, we want to start it off by saying happy birthday to our daughter, which was yesterday. Oh, yes. She turned nine. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the after every year that passes it's, it's a little scarier as they they're moving towards those um teenage, e- years. teenage years you know she's showing more of her um True char- yeah her character so it's coming out more <laughs> more like her mother oh my god well yeah she is a lot like me it does scare me <laughs> i love what's up Definitely. Yes, I know. Um, talking about that, you know, the I don't think it's the the fear, but more of uh, as a age, um, you know, having to go into adolescence when we have our kids, you know, growing, it, it's that point where it gets where we have to have that that talk with them, and how to have it, and when to know when to have it or when they need it. I think. Um, yeah um well that's like jumping in deep in there uh ahead of time because and it's kind of scary as as a parent um maybe that's why i don't recall getting the talk i don't know if you did but uh i don't recall getting the talk i i kind of in, in my family it was more like you got the talk 24 7 they never stopped and it, <laughs> you didn't know how to turn off your ears at times well i think with me it was i had a slight small talk, if you can call it that, but after um getting, you know, the visit of Mother Nature, that's when, when I received the talk. Uh and it was more of like, Yeah, that's gonna happen to you. So now, you know, just don't let anyone touch you from your neck down, type of thing. <laughs> so it it wasn't really in a detailed type of conversation or you know informative yeah but i think it's it's scary as a parent just to to give out that information or or you don't really know how to give out especially back in the day you didn't really know how to give that info to your kid if you weren't used to it yourself well i think uh, um maybe our parents or or that kind of uh era itself they were more conservatives Mm-hmm. and they were able to shy us away from the world that we were stepping into where we can't do that now because social media, YouTube, and, you know, their minds are more advanced. So I think even us, like, that we're very open, it's still, I get, for us, it's going to be kind of scary trying to talk to our oldest daughter a little bit, but you can only imagine our parents or that generation where uh the books were limited the internet was limited or actually there was no internet back in the day mm-hmm. so they're trying to explain to us 
you know, the talk and uh, <laughs> so that I think that was scary for yeah, them. I know I got, you know, I think the the information from school and back then or maybe now they still do it where your parents had to sign, you know, the permission slips so you can go and have the they'll show you a video and have a talk with you and give you more information. So I think that's where I got a lot of, you know, the detail, you know, but even then you don't get the full on, you know, reality of things. And the thing is that you're you're a kid. You're not even a, an adult. You're you're a kid still. And I think at times, especially with with um, like with us, we have um, little girls and with them, it's right now with our nine nine year old. It's like we don't know when, you know, Mother Nature is going to come knocking. You know, it's kind of right. like up in the air now. Like it can be any day or it can be, you know, two years from now. But it's a topic that we already have to have a conversation about and plan things out, like how we're going to deal with it, especially if I'm not with her, you know? So Ooh, <laughs> how, how, how is the dad going to deal with it? You we're, know, we're going to run uh, like chickens with our heads in circles, <laughs> not knowing what to do. No, no, yeah. just, just plain. Uh, I, I think, you know, life, you, life comes to you quick, right? It hits you. I don't know where, but you have to be able to, you know, be able to bob and weave and, and take life as it goes. I probably wouldn't know 100% what to do because I've never gone to that experience. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that I've never read or, or have never looked into stuff like that for the fear of you not being present or maybe someday you ever missing, you know, mm -hmm. just because that's part of reality too. So mm -hmm. if anything... Or she came to me for questions versus you. I have to be prepared and not just brush her off and be like, well, go ask your mother. You know, instead of doing that, I need to be able to, you know, sit her down and, and explain to her. Maybe not the yeah. same way you would, you know, because <laughs> I'm a whole different person than you are yes. altogether. But I would definitely explain to her from my point of view. Mm -hmm. Of course, we have two different points of views because we grew up different. And we're opposite sex, so it's a different type of conversation there. Mm -hmm. I know that um, them, you know, they, they see my, you know, feminine items, you know, even when they were smaller. And they would question me, like, Mom, what is that? You know, like my youngest one time was, like, trying to put in her forehead, thinking it was one of those um, fever patches, you know. I was like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, that you don't do that. You know, so now as she's getting older, it's kind of more like, no. And I've already given her the heads up. Like, pretty soon I'm explaining to you, you know, what that is for. And I think that us as parents, you want to keep them or their minds, you know, as a child, as a kid. You know, you want them to enjoy the, yeah, possible. you want them to enjoy their, their childhood. You don't want them to grow up too fast. You know, you do want them aware of things, but at the same time is like time goes by so fast that you want to keep them, you know, innocent and a kid as long as possible, you know? So I know with her, um, 
I'm going to have to explain, you know, this is just uh, part of life, part of life yeah. that your your body is is growing and, you know, certain things are going to happen. Certain changes are going to happen to you as you get older, you know, just like me. And, and it's OK. You know, this is just part of life. And just show her the steps and how to you know, deal with it and what's going to come next and that it's normal not to be scared, you know, and I think that's the main thing, just to try to comfort them, that to let them know that it's okay, that it's just part of life. Part of true life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But other than our nine-year-old, uh, when do you feel that it was maybe more appropriate for you or anyone to be giving the talk or should have received the talk uh because like i said i even though in my family i don't recall myself ever getting the talk but the talk they're, never they're stopped. very open yeah right in my, in my family yeah. it, i wanted to shut my ears instead of <laughs> opening them up yeah you know, they weren't shy yeah about, we were we were more on the conservative side so it wasn't very um Subjects that were very out there and just, you know, blab it out, you know, like nothing, you know. So, but I do believe that it comes to a certain time, especially with, with little girls, because their bodies, you know, will change so drastically within, you know, one month to the other. That once they, they get to have their menstruation and that hits, you know, their body just starts changing. So I think um, once they get to a certain age where you have a feeling that, you know what, it's almost that time where they might. But that's know. scary, though, because there's uh, some females that get it as early as eight years old. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I, I have come across people that have re gotten it when they were nine. You know, and that at that age, that's like my daughter. You right, know, where you still she's be still playing, playing with, Barbie. with Barbies, and she doesn't want to be worrying about going and having to change, and you know, dealing with all these other things. So it it, it is scary, you know, to think that your child is gonna go through that because they're still kids, you know. But um, I think that's when they. You're like, I don't want them to grow up so fast. So I think we do need to give them the talk, but the talk about how their body is changing. Not so much in detail of, you know, I know we need to have separate talks, I think, you know, depending on, on the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that we refer to the talk, right? But... I honestly believe that it's not a one-time talk. It should be a continuous conversation. It's not like, uh, here you go, here's all the tools you ever need, and, and walk out the door, and now you're you're a person. No, like I feel that we should always leave the door open to our kids because if there's any question or concerns to any of that topic, because it's still a topic that, this is why we have a podcast today because mm -hmm. some of these topics that we touch on from time to time, they're still very, oh no, we can't talk about it. It's very taboo. Mm -hmm. um, and it shouldn't be that way because if we're out here in, in, in life, we should be able to communicate back and forth on 
what our bodies go through mm-hmm. or what or how to utilize our bodies, you know, because I think that's why we make so many errors at a young age because we fail to receive the conversations needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, I mean, at the end of the day, we all go through it, you know, at a certain point in our lives. We, you know. But wouldn't you feel more comfortable having gone into these things better prepared than some of the things we've gone through where you probably didn't? You weren't mm-hmm. 100% prepared? Oh, you're, you learn it outside where, <laughs> you know, your your friends go through it or you hear it and then that's how you learn from it. And that's where sometimes not knowing that's where we make those mistakes in life and then later on we're like "Ah, we shouldn't have done that you know so i think being able to have that open and good conversation with our kids where they feel comfortable enough where they can come to us where any little thing it's like it's okay just you know let me know you know like not to feel scared or, or worried to come to us. Like, we're the main ones. If something were to happen, they, they're they like, oh, I got to call my mom. I got to call my dad. Like, th- for them to feel okay with that. Correct. I personally feel that if I would have had, right, a, uh, a male as a kid, I probably would have given him the beginning of a conversation. Maybe... At 12 and a half, maybe 13, as their hormones start rambling, you know, and maybe with mm-hmm. with bigger questions as far as why is the young girls developing, you know, different, you know, mm-hmm. because that's when the curiosity for myself uh, kind of started. But I don't think I've ever got to. I well, I, like I said, I never got to talk to anybody about any of that. <laughs> I just kind of heard it, and it just kind of just picked mm-hmm. up and go. Um, which it was, it was, it was fun in a way to learn it that way. But I think I would have rather been better prepared, and that's why I, you know, we've come to this uh, agreement to have this podcast to help uh, others out there. Yeah, and to, to feel more comfortable with the subjects, you know. Um, like I said, everybody goes through it. So there shouldn't be a reason why we shouldn't feel comfortable speaking about it, you know. And then when it comes to our kids, I think it's not, there's no set age or, you know, a certain timing. I think it's, we should all learn and keep an eye on our kids to know when is the right timing. You know, um, some do grow faster physically and mentally than others. So I think, you know, because I'm not going to give my nine-year-old the same talk if, let's say, a 12-year-old that, you know, needs it. It's just the age difference. And then when the timing is right, when mother, you know, when they get their period. So it it all has a certain timing for it. Yeah, because I don't know about Hispanics, Um, you know, Hispanic Latinos out there. Um, I remember being like, I don't know, maybe like six years old and already being told, yeah, tienes novia. 
you know and you get all nervous <laughs> and you don't know what you don't even know what that is but you know you, you, you come to to answer see si, no you know and um or you'll be like oh yeah i got five of them and you know stuff like that uh i think for us you know at least like i said my family it was, it, it was such an open book there that you wrote you wrote as you went not so much as you read <laughs> yeah i know i know your family is so and and it's good i mean you you get to you know learn and and they're so comfortable and open with you know talking about certain things that it's like why why aren't we you know to a certain point why aren't we you know comfortable about it everybody goes through it that's true that's true i i can't uh diffuse that itself that we all go through it and and i guess it i mean it, like i said it was fun to go through it growing up but i think uh as as a person itself you you actually want to get the talk um from holding the hand to when to give a kiss as to you know going through the steps you know from even building a relationship I think uh, maybe that's why I was always hesitant as a person to have a relationship because I didn't know exactly how until, you know, I grew up and I became older and I started building my own decisions instead of being taught some of the good mm -hmm. and the bad. And I think that growing up, it's it's always good to have at least that one person that you can, conf you know, go to, like your go-to person. It might be, an, a, like, you know, an older cousin or a tia, you know. Just, local, <laughs> yeah. Or someone that you can go and they're not going to judge you. They're going to more of give you their advice and their thoughts on whatever is going on and i think like with me like i see you know younger people and i always try to keep an open mind with them you know because i've gone through a lot you know kinds of shit and i think a lot of us have to a point where we understand when someone comes to towards us and asks us questions or advice and you know, we just try to give them, you know, the best that we can and make them feel comfortable to come towards us. And I think that's what we need to do with our with our kids, too, where, where we just try to give them, you know, the best scenarios or the best things for them to do so they feel comfortable coming to us. Right. At the end of the day, uh, we want to make sure it's uh, shame shameless you know you don't want to shame anybody for any of the questions um and you also want to be uh less judgmental because sometimes anything that they say to you at a young age uh resonates with you forever and you you carry that and without knowing how that comment could affect you you know 10 20 years later mm -hmm. you know so sometimes maybe we need to take a step back and sometimes more of a listen than being opinionative mm -hmm. uh, towards things. And, and it does help a lot to put ourselves in, in their position. Like 
how did we feel at that time at that age or if we were to be in that situation well there's times we forget and and you know we we don't we don't recall until time is up and you've already opened your mouth and stuff like that but it doesn't make you of a less of a person to retract what you said and 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 say hey you know what i made an error how about we start fresh and we're gonna give you i'm gonna start all over again you know and Mm -hmm. start fresh yeah because there's nothing wrong with going and be like you know what my bad i told you this but i didn't really think about it or put myself in in your position and now thinking about it you know at your age or, or when i had to go through that it's completely different you know so i think doing that will help you know whoever it may be that's true that's true um you know moving from from the big talk from our kids uh how do you feel most people deal with uh breakups you know do you do do everyone take it the same do you feel that others you know get lost (laughs) i think a lot it has to do with the actual person how you you view things but i know that um when you're younger you know you take things more to heart you know especially when it's like your first oh you know boyfriend or girlfriend or you know your first love it, it like you feel like oh this is my love you know at that point if you guys break up it's like the end of the world you know i think that's that's the timing where we really take it especially in high school i think that's where everything in high school that's like my life you know <laughs> you you're that's your world and i think that's when we take it the hardest that within that period of time i don't know I mean, you feel? I can agree to to some of the things some of the things that happen in high school because I mean it is our lives it's day in and day out you know but I personally think that some people take it extreme but it could be also um what type of relationship they got out of because if you got out of mm-hmm. a two day relationship you're gonna bounce back off and <laughs> and next you know or move on like if nothing ever happened because. Then, you know, but if you've been with someone for, let's say, five, ten years and you get out of that, a lot of people don't know how to rebuild themselves because they were they've given themselves so much to those relationships. Um, I know that a lot of people get lost in others, meaning mm-hmm. that they whatever they want, whatever, whatever my partner wants, my partner needs. I'm going to give them. And then when that person decides to no longer be with you or vice versa, it takes time for you to gather yourself. I know that um, there, there's people that drink mm-hmm. to get over stuff. Uh, there's others that they party their lives and then they go into sometimes drugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's others that are like, okay, let me go date around and try to, you know, forget about it. Como dicen, un clavo saca otro, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, there's so many um, 
scenarios, it depends on how you take it and how deep in a relationship you are. Because some might be, you know, easier to handle than others. Or if it's that, you know, the one that breaks up with the other person might take it easier than the one that gets, you know, left behind. So it depends on which end you're you're on and how you take it. Um, so I think everything, you know, has to do with it. Yeah, I mean that's why I, I kind of said in our, uh, I think one of our couple episodes back was to try to make sure not to lose your your character into someone else because, you know, you know, God forbid you go south with that mm-hmm. person, uh you you lose yourself you've lost who you were you forget how to laugh without that person you forget how to cry without that person you forget to be happy without that person and that person decides not to be with you so sometimes that's losing your character that's what i mean about that Mm -hmm. so what i say is enjoy the moments and the time you're spending with the person but always stay true to yourself if if you're an asshole like me or, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or stuff like that. Be yourself because at the end of the day, there's always one person out there for you. Yeah, they have to be able to accept you for you. If they can't, then it's not the right person. That You know, I know sometimes um, we do change for people, but I think we change for the best, not for the worst. Or at least you should. You know, like I know when... When we started dating, you were, you know. Me. <laughs> you would, you know, party like, go out clubbing and doing all kinds of stuff. And once we started going out, it was more of uh, us together doing that stuff. It wasn't more of a. Uh, Maybe being alone and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you. When I think when you meet the right person. You know, you change, but because you want to, not because you're forced into it. Well, I remember, I kind of remember since we were working, right, together mm-hmm. before we actually even started dating and stuff like that. I remember uh, something came up and I had let myself go for, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever without shaving and stuff like that. And you said, why are you changing? And I said, I don't know, I just... Let myself go. And you said, well, you shouldn't let yourself go for just anybody. Uh, maybe you were trying to hit on me or something like that, you know, but, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure there. But 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 you made me think about something like that, like where maybe I should take care of myself more, you know. And, and that's kind of things that we forget when we break up with someone, um, that we forget to, to find ourselves, to continue mm-hmm. loving ourselves. We were so focused on loving someone else that we forget to love ourselves. We forget to pamper ourselves uh, because we're always trying to please somebody else. Where uh, breakups are hard, no matter if you're the one doing it or being done to. Um, Breakups are hard, Mm -hmm. but it also, if you're true to your character, you should be able to bounce off a little faster because I know that some people go years trying to bounce back from one breakup. And I think, those are extremely hard because you really felt that that was who you were going to spend the rest of your life with, or maybe it was your puppy love and you know, and they, they you know, your first love is your deepest, mm-hmm. you know, because it cuts you the hardest. 
because you feel that that's who you're supposed to be and with yeah it's like um how we spoke with in our last episode about um toxic relationships and i think those are sometimes the the difficult ones to let go of those toxicals yeah those toxicals you know is where you know we don't want to be there but then we're there and you know once we finally let go of it it's you know you're you're kind of like double thinking it and like should i go back should i not but having that you know energy or that you know what no now i gotta think about myself and what's best for me you know and once we're able to do that um i think when you least expect it that's when the person that you're really meant to be with or the person that's really gonna you know bring happiness and light into your life comes across you know but it's just us being able to let that happen well one of the things that i uh have always seen is that you know human traits is that we try to do we try to repeat our past right so let's say you were with one toxico you try to go find yourself another toxico you know you know one toxic relationship after another and without you even realizing because there's times where you find a new relationship and you kind of bring along the toxic relationship because of the traits or the distrust that someone left you so then you bring it to your new one and then now you're the toxic one and you're the untrusted person or you start hiding stuff from the other person. So I think breakups are hard. Um, breakups is is something to that tests your character as a person because if you're not true to yourself, then how can you move on and create a life with anyone else if you're not true to yourself? That's mm-hmm. kind of like, living a lie or or you know double agent kind of thing you know? <laughs> yeah you, you can't fully live if you're always living like a double life type of thing you know if you're always trying to be someone else for someone or keep an image you know the best is when you can be yourself i think that's what happened with us that um you know we were in relationships where we always try to be what that person wanted or you know, always be, you know, a certain thing. And I think when we met, you know, like I said in the <laughs> beginning episodes, um, you know, you got on my nerves. You know, you were like the last person I was going to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, this is the guy I'm going to end up with. I'm going to marry him. I'm going to have kids with. That was the last thing on my mind. You know, so for that to have happened... You know, that really tells you, like, you know what? It hits you when you least expect it, you know? But it was that I was able to be me, you know? Um, No matter what, from the beginning, I was always me. You were an ass, and I would tell you, and... Never change. (laughs) You know, it's like that, that scene from The Notebook, you know, where he tells her, where he tells Ali, you know what, I'm going to tell you when you're being a pain in the ass and you're going to tell me when I'm doing this. And that's how I was, you know, we always kept it real. And I think at the end, that's, that's what made it that we wanted to be with each other because we were able to be ourselves. 
Well, you don't want to go out there hurting people's feelings either, you know. You don't, <laughs> uh, but you, but you you do want to kind of tell them, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't like this. I don't like that from the beginning because otherwise you start hiding it or or you start, you know, taking the blows like I don't like that from this person and stuff like that. So then you you start letting things go, and then when things get extreme, you want to go extreme too, and then that's when. The that's whole when it blows up. Yeah, that's when the whole relationship blows up. But I think that's when the whole communication comes in hand and the whole being able to be true to yourself and be yourself. Because you don't want to, you know, be with someone and be having a family and not be able to be yourself around them. You know, you want to be able to come home and just be you. And that person is going to be able to accept that. And you guys get along with that. And I think that's that's the best when it, when it comes to that. If you had to give uh, someone out there that might be either struggling to get over a breakup or having the, the guts to break with someone up, which of the two or, or both give them advice, what would you tell them? Or how would you kind of, you know, give them that advice? Well, let's say I would have to give it to myself back when I was, you know, going through stuff. Um, life is too short to be, you know, doing that. I think we need to give ourselves the opportunity to be happy with our partner, whoever it is. And if we can stay true to ourselves, then... You shouldn't be in there. You shouldn't be sticking around for that relationship. Especially if it's something that keeps going on for a lengthy time that it keeps over and over and over. It's like if it hasn't changed, don't expect it to change. You know, don't lose, you know, five, six years and stuff is still the same. You know, um, give yourself that opportunity to to have the full, you know, happiness i mean don't get me wrong any relationship even as you know it could be the best second it is you're still gonna have problems but nothing compared to a to a toxic one you know there's gonna be more good than negative so i honestly think that everyone should if there's you're in a relationship and you're feeling sad or more on the negative side most of the time, then that should give you, you know, the warning sign that maybe this is not, this is not for me. Mm, you know, I need to give myself space from this. And how would you tell that same self to, what would you tell yourself how to get past that? Once the breakup is done and let's say either six months or a couple of years gone by, how do you get over that or how do you move forward? Because that's that's the main concept here. How do you move forward? How do people get to move forward? I think that's what we need to focus on ourselves. Um, anything that it it may be. I know for myself, um, Back when I was younger, I was very um, 
into art and drawing and you know I would on my off time go to the gym and do these things and and there was a certain time where I forgot about that you know so um I think once you go through a breakup you need to be able to be good with yourself and do the things that you enjoy and or with the people that you you enjoy because sometimes you forget even um to go hang out with your friends or your family your cousins so do stuff like that that's not gonna make you focus on the actual breakup and with time i know it's what everybody says says like with time you're gonna forget about it you know but actually it, it, it does you know most of the time that's what happens and then when you least expect it that person you know that you least expect comes across you and you're like oh you know <laughs> but what do you do like let's say one of the hardest uh times for anyone on the breakup is when they start drinking and they start running through memory lane and they probably haven't found that person yet and they want to reconnect with the person that was the toxic one or or you know you're the one that cut you deep and how do you move on from that when when you're drinking you know and that that's either that song or or something comes by and and kind of reminds you of that person you know because that's that's kind of one of the where people deeply get lost and into the drugs because that's how they feel attached to that other person you know Mm -hmm. either with the alcohol either music or drugs itself you know because you know it it takes them back to the good times air quotes there Mm -hmm. memory lane the good memories yeah um it's it's very difficult you know to try to get through it especially if um I know at times we may not have people or someone to, you know, we don't have that shoulder to cry on or to lean on that's going to take us out of. But I think that's when we really need to focus our mind on on something else, you know, because we need to love ourselves, you know, so and get through it because it's it's like I want better for myself otherwise i would have stuck around in that relationship or tried to make it work or or forced it or something and that's not what we want we want better for us you know as an individual and in order for that to happen we need to focus and see what's better out there you know well one of the things that um i would always tell anybody is Find find a hobby, you know. <laughs> yeah. find, find a hobby and also try try to maybe if if you're so if you're fully stuck on the person because you're either doing drugs or drinking, then maybe you're not ready to date. So don't even open that door. Go into a relationship just yet. Focus on like you said. Focus on yourself. Find out find those hobbies and dive into that. And before you know, you're going to stumble onto the person that's going to be there for you without you even having to be looking for that. But what I would tell them is just find a hobby. And if drinking might rehash some of those, quote unquote, good memories, Mm -hmm. then maybe 
uh, take it light, you know, and, and try not to drink so heavy. And then you're making these these uh, drunk texts or, uh, you know, <laughs> drunk phone calls in the middle of the night. Yeah. We've all been there. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. mean, I, I'm not damning anybody for it. Um, I, it's part of true life. We've done it. You know, what I'm, I'm just saying is, is find a hobby uh, and find yourself. Because mm-hmm. I think when we give ourselves that opportunity to find ourselves or and open up, because I know a lot of people shut down after a hard breakup. But I think if we find happiness within ourselves, like find a hobby, find things that we like to do, you know, hang out with our, you know, loved ones, you know, friends, when we're open to that, when you least expect it, the person that you probably would never have thought of is going to come your way and it's just going to hit you, you know, and then I think that's when it it becomes where you're really happy and content with, you know what? I'm I'm glad with the choice. I'm um, Now I understand and I'm happy with everything that happened in the past because now I'm truly happy. You know, you, now you can really tell the difference between what was toxic and what was a healthy relationship. Yeah, and, and don't don't get us wrong here. There's nothing wrong with you being alone until you find yourself and you're ready to move on you know find find your true self before you give yourself up to someone else and you know you're not going to be bouncing off from one relationship to the other not being happy you know you know have a relationship with yourself you know uh love yourself before loving others Mm -hmm. that's one of our biggest message yes And whoa, we've made it to the bedroom section here. Um, today's topic is actually going to be STDs and STIs. Yes, and uh, I know for a lot of us, it's a di- difficult um, conversation to have, especially with your partner about about it. Um, especially if you're just coming into a relationship. Mm-hmm. with your partner how do you bring this up how do you even bring this up without scaring them you know or how do you even stay safe nowadays mm-hmm. how do you bring that up i know i know sometimes you're you know you're really close to the person so you already know them so you know a lot about them but then there's those you know a lot of instances where you barely meet this person you know and of course you know, a lot of the times when we first start dating and meeting them, you know, a lot of the times when you're first, you know, intimate, you you use protection, you know, or, or should use protection, you know. But then it comes to that time where, you know, maybe you don't want to use it or something or just to be on the safe side. Like you want to be sure of who you're you're with, you know, is on the clear how do you bring up that topic without making that person feel judged or that you're thinking, you know, they have something or making them feel bad? Like, how do you bring that topic up 
Well, I think that's a scary thing altogether because, you know, uh, doctors is not uh, everyone's favorite place to go. <laughs> so how do you bring or how do you tag along your partner to to find out if both are clean and can have a uh, a healthy intimacy there? Um, what I would do is I would invite them as you both go into it instead of saying, can you get tested or you need to get tested more like how about we both get tested for every for everyone's peace of mind in this relationship you know uh because it could be that you guys are just maybe getting to get to know each other or you guys are messing around but you want to stay safe but how do you tell them so you want to bring it as like as possible and you want to do it Outside of the bedroom, I know we're <laughs> in the bedroom ta- in the bedroom section here, but you want to do it outside of the bedroom and use your communication skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never want to have this conversation uh, right before on the heat of the moment <laughs> or after. You know, you you want to have it outside when both of you and when both are calm. You know, not in the moment of anger or stress or where it's gonna get hit one person different than the other you know i know with me like uh, being you know female um we go to regular testing so we have to once you're um you know sexually active you know you go and you get you know your pap smear or and you know you get tested so we we have to go through that so i know i would you know use that you know, sometimes, you know, I excuse, hey, I got to go get this done. You know, being a female, how come you don't go? Like, you need to go. <laughs> you know, so I think bringing a little more of a light humor or a little more of both of us going, you know, like a, a team of partners, that's where it makes the, the conversation a little more light. It doesn't make it so aggressive or more of, pointing fingers at each other but more as doing it as a couple type of thing like i'm going so how come you know you should go or you know what i want to go just to you know be safe be safe you know how about we both go or go with me right um and and now things have changed you don't even have to go to a doctor you can there's uh kits that be sent to your house. You can do it in the privacy of your own home mm-hmm. to get tested, and you can send them. And a couple of days later, you'll either get an email or you'll receive a letter on the mails and just let you guys know, hey, you know what, you guys are all clean, you guys are all good to go. You guys don't have to always go into a doctor uh office and feel that maybe you're being violated, you know, or, or mistrusted um, as your partner is inviting you to go get tested because no one no one else in this world wants to be as healthy as you as you as a person you should be healthy you should want to be healthy and as you're having intercourse with someone you should also be hoping that they're staying safe with you so always trying to find a way to you know everyone getting tested but without having to put guilt on someone else because you shouldn't put a a uh, a knife to someone. It's like, 
or a uh, ultimatum to like, if you don't get tested, we're over. Like, that's not a uh, healthy way to go for it. Uh, like you were saying, now that you were saying to just invite them over, like, hey, you know what, I'm gonna go get tested. Uh, maybe it, it it makes your your partnership, you know, stronger. You know, you guys' connection. Hey, you know what, we we both get tested. You know, that way we both are clean and and we don't have to worry about anything because it, just because let's say that you're not having intercourse right that doesn't mean that you're completely safe from having any of these STDs or STIs you can actually catch some of these uh STDs from like public restrooms and stuff like that so you don't always want to jump into conclusion and judge someone either mm-hmm. and i think s- sometimes we're so afraid of the subject that we don't speak about it so then i think that makes it worse because now the unknown and then the okay well all right i'll just go with it and then that's when it if your partner ends up having something then now you're gonna have it just because you couldn't have that conversation with them it's a it's a it's a very scary uh topic you know don't get us wrong here it's a very scary topic to bring up but that's why we're having these conversations here uh we're trying to break these barriers into you having these conversations with the person that you're with because it could save your life or someone else's life by getting tested. Getting ahead of the game is the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to be in the game, get ahead. <laughs> yeah, and at the end, it's going to make it even more pleasurable. You're going to be more comfortable doing, you know, whatever you're doing in the bedroom, you know, or out of the bedroom, whatever you're doing with your partner. You feel more comfortable doing it. You're not going to have that in the back of the head, like, uh, you know, especially if you don't really have been together or in the relationship for that long or have known that person's history. So you kind of doubt, like, have they ever been tested or what's going on? You know, so I really, really think that it's a conversation that we have to find a way to get through it. And being a couple or, you know, intimate together, you have to be able to have that conversation. Right. Um, I know that there's a lot of people out there that love having open relationships. There's nothing wrong with having an open relationship, but just make sure that they get regularly tested so you know you're safe and they're safe. And if, let's say, you miss your appointment or or they haven't been tested in a while, just use protection. You know, um, it, it's not a guarantee that you're not going to catch anything, but protection is protection for a reason. So you're going to mm-hmm. at least eliminate most of these things as you go into it. So there's nothing wrong with having an open relationship to certain people, but just make sure you're doing it in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like anything else. You, If you're making the choice to do it, you know, be responsible with it, you know, because uh, you're not the only person involved in the, you know, the whole da 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 So you have to be conscious and, you know, 
be responsible and take care of yourself as well as take care of whoever you're going to be with. And remember to always use communication. So if there's something that you feel uh, either pain in a time of intercourse or you're not feeling yourself, uh, just make sure to communicate that with your partner and tell them, hey, you know what? I'm not feeling well, you know, instead of just saying no to your partner. Uh, use communication. Use your words, you know, because that no could hurt the other person's feelings. And now it's going to hurt your relationship as a whole because you failed to communicate with them and say, hey, you know what? I'm having pain when we have intercourse or I'm having this discomfort when we're having intercourse. And, and many of the times... It could be that it's not an STD, you know. Um, no, because our bodies change daily, so mm-hmm. it could be anything It can be else. something else that's going on with your body. You never know. So we shouldn't judge our partner either. Like, oh, my God, you know, are you cheating on me? What are you doing? What do you have? Yeah, don't no. judge the conclusion. Don't become this toxic person. <laughs> you know, and then even when it's a, a UTI, you know, it it can be that can be caused just by not drinking enough water or too much water sometimes. or too much water sometimes and drinking too much water and not going to a restroom enough times where you have to hold it because you can't go that will also cause it so there's different reasons for it or sometimes just your body for some reason something's off that may cause something to be wrong so I think that's also that where we have to be more understanding and be like, okay, this is going on. We got to go get you checked and get down to the the bottom line. What's going on with you, you know, because it can be something more severe. Or it can be something very simple as, you know, you need to drink some more water and you need some cranberry juice. We need to get you, you know, because there could be some times where you party too much, you drink too much and you don't get enough water. <laughs> Los riñones no pueden. Yeah, so you need some water, you need some detox. So, I mean, it could be various things. So, I think being understanding and communicating with our partners, you know, is something that we have to do. Yeah, because it's, it's uh, like you said earlier, you know, the unknown is scarier than the know. I'd rather know and how to, like I said, get ahead of the game, how I can protect myself from any of these STDs or STIs because there's some that have they there's no symptoms or there's no show until they have a breakthrough mm-hmm. and then once they have a breakthrough then you catch it that's too late you know so it's better for you to know and so and then there's obvious. difference where it's an STI and an STD you know so I think knowing the difference and knowing how to treat it and actually treating it, um, it's a lot. So I think us, you know, expanding our knowledge on it and, and knowing exactly what it is. I know when we're young or even as we get older, we're clueless sometimes on like, uh, what is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know? And I think that's why we also started this podcast where we want to make it more a natural thing more transparent and talk about it you know and and make people comfortable about it or if you guys have a question or certain thing like even to ask you know we're more 
than gladly, you know, happy to answer it. And even if we don't, you know, broadcast it through our podcast, we get um, our pleasure or our satisfaction out of helping people. If we can help one person, then that's, you know, we did our deed, We, you know. And I think we see a lot of it where a lot of people are, are scared to talk about certain things or, or shy about it or they don't know who to go to. And we've seen a lot of it where they're like, uh. Well, to be honest with you, uh, I think it's part of, you know, life where you don't know who to trust nowadays. You know, there's just been so much distrust, so much misinformation out there. Um, but something like this, it's, it's kind of harder to not have the information because it's coming out of your own body. So when you get tested, it you're only going to have the most accurate information because it ain't like you can switch your body the way you, you change your socks. <laughs> you know, you have to stick to this body that was given to you. And when you get tested, you're going to get the only results that come out of your body. Mm-hmm. So um, just try to keep it light, people. Keep it... Mm-hmm. Um, inviting because you can't force someone either because like i said you can't do an ultimatum and tell them if you don't get tested we're over we're done like no you know uh what you can do is continue using your communication and also back to the same what we said earlier the talk and this sti stds and most of the conversations that we're gonna have in the bedroom are not a one-time conversation it's a continuous breakthrough that we're trying to get through through this bedroom. We're trying to be more transparent and we're trying to avoid this taboo that we've all been living with as we can't communicate. We can't, oh, don't don't use the word sex. You mm-hmm. know? Even you, for couples that have been together for, you know, a length of time, there's times where you still can't communicate with that other person or shy away certain things. Like, oh my God, no, like, No, you should feel comfortable with whoever you're with, intimately with, you know. So I think that we want to bring more awareness to where you're able to feel comfortable and comfortable enough to ask questions or to say what you want or say what you need. You know, all that needs to come more naturally, especially with the person that you're with. And most of of these topics from the bedroom are not meant to be spoken uh, about in the bedroom or in a moment of heat, okay? These topics are meant for you to communicate with your partner outside of the bedroom. And, well, we'll continue talking more of the bedroom stuff as more of our episodes come out. But trust me, a lot of these uh, topics need to be outside of the bedroom. Yeah, you don't want to cause any type of trauma or... If you talk about it at that point, right before, you know, you're about to and you say something and you ruin don't, the moment, <laughs> you ruin the moment or you cause a little bit of trauma where the next time it comes across, that person's thinking about that, whatever you said, you know, so you always want to, you know, talk about it outside the bedroom, away from, you know, being intimate and when you both are calm and and mellow, relaxed, you know, you don't want to do it in the heat of the moment. 
you know, that's when it when it's going to come across more of a, you know, calm conversation and be more understanding with each other. And it's always the way that you come across, you know, try to express yourself so they understand you and explain why you don't want a certain thing or or why you want something else, you know, so that's why it's always best to do it outside, you know, the bedroom. Yes, and make sure to always keep it light. Uh, ease into the conversations. Don't just jump in there uh, 100% to your point. Try to build up to it because that's going to give the person the time to process what you're saying to them versus, you know, just boom, here you go. <laughs> and drop a bomb on them, uh, especially something like this. This is very sensitive. Uh, topics that we all shy from and hope that the other person is being safe but you can't be safe if you're not communicating so make sure to communicate with all with your partner or partners um, and get tested or continue using protection but always always get ahead of the game yes we don't want to be caught in something that we don't want to yes and we'll definitely catch you guys next week. And please, please get ahead of the game. And stay safe. See you guys next time. See you guys. Thank you for tuning in to True Life Podcast. You can find us on all social media platforms at True Life Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, hit like, and share to keep up to date with all future contact. And just a reminder, stay safe. Cover up top and bottom <laughs> see you next time bye